On this DMV Sports Roundtable, a couple of tough opponents for the Caps are already out of the playoffs. The Lightning and Penguins are gone. Now Washington has to take care of business in Raleigh, where it was badly beaten by the Hurricanes Monday night, but still leads the series 2-1. to one. We've got our usual crew, Jamal Bowens, the security guard who eats, drinks, and breathes sports. George Wallace, our Redskins beat reporter. And for a short visit, our gambling expert, Chris Chion, who has strong words for the Nats. But first on Skype to talk Caps, Peter Hassett of Russian Machine Never Breaks. My thought was, uh, just one man's opinion, the Caps have not played particularly well this series. They are up 2-1, so give them credit for that. But, uh, you know, those first two games were close, and then we saw the debacle down in Carolina. So where do they stand now? They've got a lot to work on. The Especially at 5-on-5, five five, the Capitals sort of seem a little bit outclassed by the way the Hurricanes are playing, just sort of that relentless pressure, especially when the Caps are in their own zone trying to get out. I don't think we've seen the Capitals struggle as much as they did in Game 3 in a very long time. And I think you know, Todd Reardon's hard-pressed to figure out, one, does he need to change his line combinations? It looks like he's already done that. And two, systematically, what do they need to do on their breakouts, on their transitions, on their zone entries to actually get you know, the, the play going back in the direction they want? Because they cannot you know, trust Nick Backstrom to get an early lead like he did in Games 1 and 2 and then just sort of hope that that lasts for the duration of the game or if that doesn't work hope that Brooks Orpik can score his third goal of the season to get you a W it's going to be a tight series but it was kind of always going to be like this you know they struggled the other night but do you put it you know people stay back and say well you know Carolina hasn't a home game in 10 years you figure they were going to be desperate to get back in this series do you look at it like that or do you also look at that you know what this may not just be one little blip you know the Caps do have some work to do I don't think it'll ever be as bad as it was in game three I think that was as bad as it can get because of the confluence (laughs) of the Hurricanes being awesome and Raleigh being super psyched and I think there may have even been something to like seeing their their buddy Svechnikov go down I think Furland was out as well there's there's a lot of things that are we're holding you know the Canes back and I think that they've got a lot of you know they've got a big chip on their shoulder some for some good reasons and for some just spurious ones Um, but I, I don't think that they'll be able to do that to sort of summon up that dominance again uh that said the hurricanes are a really good counter for the washington capitals even though the caps won you know four out of four during the regular season they do a lot of things well that the capitals are not great at at stopping and i, I you know i can't be sure that all of a sudden we're gonna see you know a switch get flipped in the capitals dominating play right but i promise it will be better than game three Jamal, I don't want to lead the witness, but you wanted to talk about that Ovechkin fight. George, you and I are about the same age, and it was a song in the 90s by a brand new movie called Punk Step Up to Get Beat Down. Yeah. You run up, you get done up. Don't let the gray hair fool you. Yes, that was he's 19 years old. He admired Ovechkin, but don't test the old man. Just because he doesn't fight, don't mean he can't. <laughs> don't, there's something to be said for experience, Age does not win every time. Just like they say, you don't don't meet your uh, your idols, you may get disappointed. In this case, don't meet your idols. He might whoop your ass. That's all I, I want to say about that. Some people, and some people were, were upset about that, and I, I think that th- that's what he wanted to do. Ovechkin asked him, seemed like, are you sure? And he was like, yeah. And yeah, there, hey, was a, there was a there was a real nod there before yeah. the punch was <laughs> thrown. By the way, congratulations! Haven't had a brand newbie in reference on a hockey discussion <laughs> in a long time. I, I, I had to work what, it in and, somehow. And you know what? That's probably going to be the last too. So, <laughs> well, maybe the, not. Maybe Ovechkin's not. got fifty pounds on Svechnikov in right. addition to fifteen years. Like yeah. that was a bad decision by Svechnikov. Very. Not a great decision by Ovechkin. Like you know, you don't want Ovechkin off the ice for five minutes in a playoff game in any circumstance. Uh, 
I don't know, everything in that situation was just sort of rotten and awful. And like I was badass in one sense, but in the same, in, but I just have a hard time like enjoying it. And I'm just sort of like going, wow, that was really nasty. That was really bad decisions all around there. I, you know what? And as someone who was not fully engulfed in the hockey, hockey as you are, to me, that's, that's what you want. It's like hockey had a world star moment and you don't see that often because for the most part, you know, Wilson and, and other folks have their fights, but for the most part, a lot of that goonish behavior has been taken out maybe the last five to six seasons uh, in, in in National Hockey League. So you don't don't have that often, and you don't see a Vetchkin do that. He's not allowed no. to. They don't let him. I think, was it like nine years? And Peter, you correct me if I'm wrong. I think nine years he hasn't had a fight or something, some long something like stretch. That. Yeah. Yeah, so, it's been a real long time. It's been like five coaches since right. he's had so, a fight. So seeing him do that is is like, okay, damn, we don't we never see this. This is I mean, we know Ovi just he looks like he'll whoop your ass. He looks like he can do it. But we don't we never see it because Wilson's always the one taking the bullets. But when you see Ovi do it, and I guess since you haven't seen it and we live in a different type of you know, some people are very sensitive. Oh, this this is horrible. This is you know, like he beat the man on the street. This is in the confines of the game. This is uh, old tradition. Maybe it's frowned upon now, but it's still in the, within the the workings of the game. And the young man wanted it. He got what he wanted. So hold I've that seen, L and learn your lesson. I've seen a lot of hockey fights, and like I've seen some go really bad, where like a guy gets knocked out and just like his nose plants on the ice and, and mm-hmm. breaks, and there's blood everywhere. But most hockey fights aren't anywhere close to as brutal as that Ovechkin one was like it was reminding me of like you know somebody's femur snapping in a football game or somebody's <laughs> knee going the wrong way yeah. in a, you know oh, in, a, in a basketball right game you know there's awful injuries where you see it and you, you just I don't know it gets you in some kind of visceral way and I guess I am sensitive about it but I've seen a ton of hockey fights that are yeah. way less messed up than that Ovechkin Svechnikov fight and it was just because it was so one-sided I think that's like, what uh, it is yeah I think that's, that's what made it look like Ovechkin was is bullying this nineteen-year-old yeah. kid, right. but he gave the the kid, "Hey, do you really want to do this? Like, yeah. I I know what I'm going I to do to you." I love quote. He's like, right. he says, he says, you want to go? Okay, let's go, and we'll just drop and, the gloves." Yeah, I mean, the kids said, "Oh, yeah, let's go." So, I mean, you know what? You you are were a consenting adult. You knew what you were getting into. Maybe you didn't know exactly what As you were getting Reardon into, but that's what you wanted. A couple of willing combatants. As yes, you said, that's yesterday. exactly what it yeah. was. And I still I, why I'm going to spend all summer going. Why did he want that? Like right. I get that he did. I get that he nodded his head before he got knocked out. But why? I don't. I don't. I'll never get it. Because you're a 19 year old, you're a young buck, and this is your idol. You know, he's like, 19. Right. You know, that's he's, it. He, I used to think Red Bull and vodka was good when I was 19. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's you're absolutely right. But I mean, th- th- that that was that's th- funny. That's his idol. He might not get this opportunity again. He's 19. He's be around for a long time. I don't know how long. But I mean, I guess it's different. In. I guess hockey's different. But if I'm going to see my idol, I'm not going to go try and pick a fight with him. Maybe. Who's you know, your idol? What's that? Who's your idol? I don't have. I mean, I don't know who my idol is, but I'm not going to go fight my <laughs> fight. <anybody. laughs> I mean, but it, I'm just saying, in, in the confines of that, that's that's my that's just how they get down. And I don't, you know, if you're if you're a pitcher. And you know your idol is on the mound for the first time, and you're a young pitcher. You know you might be bold enough to try to brush him back. And I think that that's what that's in that sense that's what this kid was trying to do. I don't know why you would do that. I don't think he's gonna do it again. No, no, no. And, and see, <laughs> and and that's the message. I want all the youngins, all the young young dudes that think that they can 
just because you're younger and don't approach every older dude because that might happen to you. So let there be a lesson learned. Told that L, learn your lesson. I guarantee he won't do that again. Question is going to be what kind of, they're going to be any sort of retaliation. You know, they tried to be chippy with it the rest of the game, Peter, but, you know, I don't know if, you know, tomorrow night, do they go after. I don't think that would be smart. Yeah, I don't know if it would be either because the cap's still up. It's a huge mistake. I mean, people that go physical against Ovechkin uniformly regret it. Like, Nazem Kadri tried that a couple years ago. And don't forget that. Ovechkin just. Bent him over and smack, like slapped him on the rear end. Don't forget to have a guy named, <laughs> to have a guy like named Tom Wilson too on your squad, exactly. on your side. I mean, right. You would think twice. I mean, Carolina's a, a young squad, but they're not. They get a lot of shots on goal. They fly around, but are they necessary? Are they really built for right. that sort of physical matchup? Because you're playing right into what the Caps want to do. Oh yeah, you want to slow you down. We want to knock you around. Now, if you want to get down in the mud, come on. Mm-hmm. And, they, and that's what happened what in the first 10 minutes of game one. Like, it was like a heavy-hitting physical game. And I thought, wow, if this is the whole series, Caps right. are going to win this thing in a walk. Like, right. let Brooks Orpik be effective. That's uh, that's madness. Mm. If that's if that's what Carolina gets into, and I'm sure it's not. Like, they're going to want to play everything like they played this last two periods of game three. But if, if they do get physical, it's it's going to be a bloodbath because, you know, Ovechkin can hit, Oshie can hit, Kuznetsov can't, Wilson can. Mm-hmm. Like, there's yeah. a lot of big bodies to throw around. And, and I, I Dmitry Orlov can do a submarine. Marina hit on somebody every once in a while. Like, it, it, yeah, they don't want that. Yeah, no, that would play right into the Cavs' hands. And as a Cavs fan, come on, do it. Please. I would like because because I want to see you slow down. Because when you continue to pepper Hopi and guys with shots, that's not great. Pete, we have established Carolina is not going to be a cakewalk here, but uh, some very interesting things happened Tuesday night. The Penguins are out. The Lightning is out. So if somehow they can get past Carolina, what's the story with the rest of the field? Tuesday was a bloodbath with uh, <laughs> yeah the Islanders uh, sweeping the Penguins and Columbus sweeping Tampa, the President's Trophy winners. The Capitals will face, well, whoever wins the capitals Kane series will face Barry Trotz and the Islanders. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be some bloodlines there. That'll be uh, interesting. Interesting. You can't. You can't. Just like with the Carolina Hurricanes, you can't sleep on the New York Islanders. They've had amazing goaltending, and they certainly have some real scoring threats. Jordan Eberle's been insane for them in the postseason so far. But the, I think the cap up, the Caps match up real nice against the Islanders on paper. Uh, but in hindsight, there were a couple of stinkers that the Caps put up against the Islanders during the regular season. And uh, you know, nothing's going to be easy. Barry Trotz knows where all the bodies are buried because he mm-hmm. buried some of them himself. Like he knows how to play against the Capitals, just like yeah. he knows how to beat the Penguins. Uh, that'll be that'll be a, an interesting series. It looks like Boston will probably take over Toronto in the series, but that may be a little bit like in, in their series. And they'll be taking on Columbus. Uh, I, I feel like Columbus, you know, winning their first series in franchise history now has this little like a Dragon Slayer vibe to them, and they may have a whole lot of heat going into to the second round. So the East is a is a super interesting conference right now, uh, and it's it's strange that the Capitals seem like they're the ones that are most likely to go the distance in their series. Uh, I would not have have picked that out, um, you know, uh, a couple like a week ago. Yeah. But then again, nobody picked Columbus to beat Tampa, so mm-hmm. nothing's going quite as expected in the postseason. I think that's the kind of the crazy thing is Columbus. They're the ones that made all these moves at the deadline, right? Yeah, they. Should, I mean, by any rational general manager who like operates under the orthodoxy of GMing and, and at the NHL would have said, okay, we've got two people that are leaving the team no matter what this summer. We need to sell them off to get something in return, get some kind of fungible asset for this player, so they can go somewhere else and have their the playoff run. Artemi Panarin and the goalie Sergei Bobrovsky. They're both. They're both saying, nope, we're not coming back here. And instead of saying, okay, we'll trade those two dudes away at the deadline, uh, Yarmulke Kalina, the general manager, actually picked up Matt Duchesne. He like loaded up on players.
players, he got more free agents. And that's that kind of gamble just doesn't happen in NHL. It's way too conservative of a league for that. And they barely made the playoffs. You know, they made it in the final weekend. They got the eighth spot against the best team in the league. You know, congratulations. You made this huge gamble. You made it to the playoffs. But now you got to play the best team that the NHL has seen in decades. And then they just washed them. They just totally bodied the lightning in a series that no one, no one saw going the way it did. It was a lot of fun to watch, even if it was absolutely pathetic for the Lightning at the end there. And at the end, that's so that so now the Caps are kind of off the hook. It was it 2010 when they won the, when Halak and Montreal beat them? They were the, yeah, and that, and that took seven games. Yeah. And everyone knows that the Capitals at least like played well. They yeah. just got like goalie. I think this in a takes way that this takes happen. them off the hook as far as being Presidents Cup trophy winners that have you know flopped. You know, I don't have like a, a good like cross sport memory, but I have a I imagine that the lightning blowing it the way they did will go down in history as one of the biggest upsets, the biggest sure. blow ups in you know playoff history in any sport. It was really bad. Is uh, Caps Carolina game four a must win? You're not in trouble until you lose at home, and we want the Capitals to win a road game. Uh, I don't think they're in trouble if they come back to DC. Uh, you know, um, as a best of three series. Um, so I won't say it's a must win. I won't say it's a must win until it's, you know, game seven, game I guess. Seven, yeah. But, uh, you know, it sure would be nice. I would have a much better weekend if the Capitals were <laughs> uh, had, a, had a two uh, win lead here. I mean, they, they've done it before. We, we've seen them do it, you know, last year. You know they can win tight series. Well, last year they dropped the first two at home in exactly. overtime to Columbus. Right. So you would hope that we wouldn't have to go through that. But, Hey, it it ended up the way that it ended up, so that's fine. But I, I wouldn't like like Peter said if it, if it's two two and you come here tied up, I'm not hitting the panic button. You know, I'm not jumping off a bridge just yet because they they can take care of that. We've seen that happen before. I totally agree. Is that mostly what you're writing about, Peter? What can we uh, see on the site? I've been wasting my time gloating about the Penguins in the uh, <laughs> Lightning. Uh, so so don't read my work, but I will I will pump the tires. The fans my, love to hear that too, though. Yeah, my my colleague Julia actually did a wonderful like X's O's X's and O's analysis of what Caroline is doing good on their four check and how the Capitals can can fend it off better. If I if I recommended one piece of reading to anybody, it'd be that because it's actually useful and and not stupid like my hey, stuff. Peter, thanks a lot. Thanks, Pete. Th- Appreciate it. Thanks, Peter. Thank you so much. Always fun. Peter Hassett, Russian machine never breaks here on the DMV Sports Roundtable. So, uh, Georgie, what do we know about the skin schedule? Well, uh, as of now, we do know uh, that uh, they're going to open up at the against the Eagles on the road. In week one, the Jets, according to their schedule, will be here week 11. Patriots are here week five. Um, Any prime time? Not we yet. Don't, we don't know so here, And, you know, this is all everybody listening is going to have to understand. The schedule is going to come out tonight. But I'm going to still be on record saying that. Uh, I've got a couple more just came up. All right, hold on. The, the, we, I'm going to say before, in case I, what I say is in your story. <laughs> is negated still, by what Jamal is about to say. I'm saying two prime. Nobody wants to see this team on prime time. But I'm saying there's no two prime time. Does. Two prime time, the Thursday night, and I think well, I think the Vikings game is going to be a prime time game at Minnesota. I would agree with that. Yeah, it, it just we 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 say this every year. The NFL loves their storylines, so that would be perfect. Uh, I just pulled up. You get Philly week one. This these skip. Oh, the Giants also as an a Giants, Giants schedule came out. So the week four they're at New York. And yeah, at the week Giants 16, week right? five Patriots week three Bears four Bears. at at the Giants. Bears will be here then, I think, right? Bears are here. Yeah. Philly's on the road. Yeah. So we've got two divisional games in the first three weeks on right. the road. Right. Which is, is mm, especially not knowing who the quarterback is. But right. for another day. Uh, Jets week 11 at Packers week 14. 
hosted Giants Week 16. And that's and then, what's so, so and then, far. So, but the, the Giants' schedule says that they're playing the Eagles 17, so that means the Skins will have the Cowboys because it's division. Probably. So Yes, yes, I did, I did see that earlier. Yeah, so just so don't yeah, know where. We've got Cowboys 17. I just don't know if it's here or in uh, Jerry's world. I should know this about you guys. We've worked together a, a few years at least. When the full schedule comes out, do you take check marks and you're like, that's a win, that's a win? Because I think it. that's a, no, a fool's no, errand. You're can't right, it's it. a fool's. You can't do it because you have no idea. It's April. And, and a lot no of people idea. on social media do it, and they're mostly fools. Well, well, somebody reported they the Patriots and the Redskins have the easiest schedule. See, huh. and, and that I hate that part also. But that's based on what last year? That's based on another year, right? You know, none of these teams are going to be constructed as they are now. Well, before the okay, you have free agency. Don't have the draft yet. You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. You don't know who gets traded in in the draft. You don't know who goes where, who slides here. Then now we go into the all season program. Trend can comes around. We don't know. We always have a rash of of, of ACLs or uh, long-term uh, leg injuries or, or whatever it may be, that comes up during the summertime. So, no, you can't look at it in April and say, who's going to, this is easy, or this is, because every team is different. Mm-hmm. We don't know, okay, Cleveland looks great on paper. Will that transfer to the field? We don't know. There's a lot of times you look at teams, worse the first teams, that you say, oh, they're going to be in the basement cakewalk. Next thing you know, they're on top of the division. Right. It, what the Jaguars before they won the, the year before last, they're on the bottom. Right. They're horrible. Right. Then all of a sudden, you know, three sixty change, they're they're on top. So you you can never. It's it's always way too early. There's too many factors that come into it to determine it now. Last year, a lot of one p.m. starts. Would you guys be happy to see that yes. again? Yeah. I want all 1 p.m. starts. <laughs> yeah. That's just no a sort of a, your time, personal schedule. All, all well, you're going to get a Thursday. Sundays. Everybody gets a Thursday. So you're going to get a Thursday game. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I mean, it's not going to be Thanksgiving this year. I, my, I, I don't like – I can do a Thursday. Sundays, late night, game of the week, don't want it. Monday night, don't want it. And I know for you, George, you definitely don't want that. It's a headache for you getting out the damn oh, stadium. Sorry. Now they've got, Goodell said they've got five international games. Yeah, they announced those this four, morning. Four in London. Yeah. I didn't know who, who, who's playing. I know there's one in Mexico and four in London. Well, Mexico City is uh, Chiefs and Chargers for Monday night in November. Bears, Raiders, I think, is, is one of the London games. Jacksonville, okay. Tennessee. Oh, Tennessee, I'm sorry, Tampa, Carolina, I think, is a, is okay. a London game. Yeah. Jacksonville, Houston, maybe. Okay. NFL it, never gives up on uh, the international those, efforts. Those, oh. But those are those sound like decent games on paper. They've given us some real stinkers to wake up to at nine o'clock in the morning. I don't mind watching football at nine o'clock in the morning. It gives me a feel of, of how lucky people on the West Coast are. Yeah, they get a whole day. They get a whole day. Right they now. get a whole day ahead of them. Us, on the other hand, you know, when if, if it goes too long in the, in, in the four o'clock game, you're like, okay, <laughs> it's I getting gotta, dark. I got to start getting ready for uh, for for tomorrow. But yeah, one o'clock's all around to me. But uh, Joe, have you been out to the park for the since they started the uh, workouts? No, we haven't. They haven't had anything. They want. They don't have any availability. Oh no. No, they'll do a conference call with somebody next week. Usually they do, and then. Um, and they're tweeting pictures, of course. Yeah, that's, yeah, what yeah, that's yeah. why I asked. Oh, they, yeah, no. They're always tweeting pictures. They got little clips everywhere. The next uh, thing is everywhere. Doug is going to talk Monday before the draft, mm. this Monday. And then um, they'll have the draft and then uh, OTAs after, you know, after that. You know what I find ridiculous is people actually making something out of Kyler Murray canceling his Oh, I know. Yeah. That's stupid. It's dumb. 
why, why would he come here anyway? There's no need. Nope. It's really not. And whatever excuse no, it, he it, gave, who yeah. cares? It's, just, it's, it's a waste. I'm glad he didn't because that, that, to me that's a waste of one of the 30 visits you can get is to bring in a guy you know nine times, ten times out of ten, you're not going to have a shot no. at. And, and, and you're just wasting time. You know you're not going to give up what it's going to take to get him. No, save your money. Yeah. Why not die on somebody you, you might actually draft? Have th- things gotten really quiet with uh, Josh Rosen? Yeah, nothing yet. It's it's it, it's it's one of these things where it's it ebbs and flows. Now I, I think now we we've hit the doldrums now, but as we get closer, what ten days out? Yep. A little less. Less. Uh, eight days. Yeah. Eight days out from the draft. So next week, I'm not surprised by Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it's, we start to it start to heat up again. Mm-hmm. Because that's where a lot of this is, is, yeah. is going to go. And it, let me ask you this. And this is, I saw this on PTI, but the Russell Wilson thing, are we now swinging more momentum to the players? Do they, are they leveraging out? I can't believe that, guy, by the way. He was never going to leave Seattle. No, he wasn't. But the fa- I mean, and the, and that was, gave that, him a deadline and got it done. That's such a fake deadline. That deadline meant nothing. If they didn't do anything by that Monday, then what? He was going to do what? what? Right, I know. Right. He was going to do what? Nothing. But they bit. I don't find – see, I, I see it differently with – Antonio Brown would have been a pain in your ass if you don't move him. Mm-hmm. He's got to go. Right. Russell Wilson's not that dude. No. He's not that guy. And as much as he wants – I don't know where this strong arm tactic came from because – I, yeah, I don't, I don't know where that's that was coming usually, from either. That's not really what we think. Well, we don't know these people personally. But to me, that's nothing that I've seen in Russell Wilson's uh, character so far uh, to pull a move like that. Maybe he was an agent. I don't know. It worked. But if, if they don't, to your point, Russell's going to do what? Right. He's going to hold out for a little bit. He's not going to. He, Russell doesn't make fusses. Mm-mm. He's not that type of player. Antonio Brown will be a big fat baby if you keep him in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and he is this good. He's still doing it. I know, I know. Now him and Juju are going it for what reason? I know, just be done with it. Man, go to Oakland, take your money, and shut the hell up, just play football. Yeah, that's all it is. What do you think about the master, George? And is Tiger done? What do you mean is he done? Is he done? Can, can you after this? This is this is a hell of a high to ride out on. Oh, he's not done. When you were, but I'm, I'm saying the only thing that keeps me thinking that because to me this is probably one of the alter after after what he's been through for the last ten plus years to come back when nobody thought he could and win the Masters. Me personally and most people, that's when you ride off into the sunset. Nobody can touch you, but that record. Oh yeah, he, he that now it. that the record that seems so impossible to get. Mm-hmm. For I mean, it, it, we pretty much and I was one that thought he's done. He'll he'll never win a major ever again. It sure felt that way. It did, uh, and he may never win a major again now. But right. that's okay but, because of what he did but, over but the weekend. But now he's one closer to that. If, if as if, a competitive person as he is, right? That's what I'm saying. If, if no that record wasn't there, yeah. Oh yeah. If the record, if the wasn't record, there, if the, let's say the record is not in play. Sure, that's very. Then I, I think that's a swan song. You go off on that note, and when you were in a time where people, you were the best ever. 
no doubt, no hands down. Then you had that slide. Now you're back on that on on the top pedestal, and you can go out that way. But there's just that one thing, because if you get Nicholas's record, you're really untouchable. Oh yeah, there's no hey, He, he wanted to prove that he could still do it, and and he, as did. A, and he did, and that's why I think as long as he can still do it, then he's going to keep. And you, you know, know what? Keep playing. Once again, he has injected life into golf. Oh yeah, you get look. I said this over the weekend. You can say all you want about and what you think about Tiger Woods, but when he is playing at the level he is playing at, it is better. The world for the watches. Everybody watches. It was appointment television Sunday, even though it was at yes. nine a.m. The the ratings, yeah, it was a little down because it was early in the morning. Right. But during the peak time, it, it just blasted up. everything away. There's no doubt. I mean, and 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 it's it's fun. And now it's you know it's got to be something for him. All these young guys on tour saying they grew up trying to be like him and right. now play like him. And this is when he was the old guy not competing or not being exactly. competitive. Now he just kicked their ass. You <laughs> and, know, so and, it's like he's like now has that feel for him. All right, I still got yeah, it. Let's and, go. But that's. That he should keep going because now he is once again the savior of golf. No one took over that man. Tried. Look, he had t- people had ten years to, no, take, yeah, to try they, and take they, it. You know, you, know? You, you had Rory had his little bit of time, and you thought maybe Rory's next. No, you had Spieth pop in and some other guys, but no one ever took the, the reins, ever took the mantle, took the baton, and ran with the game of golf mm-hmm. to kind of put it back and be that guy. And so for him to come back, and the door was still open. Mm-hmm. And he has proven again, no matter what he's going through, the, the messy divorce, the uh, drug cocktail, whatever he was on, a DUI, all of that, losing his hair, all of that. And now you're still that guy who resurrects mm-hmm. golf because no one else can do it. And the, the emotion that you saw Sunday was real. Yeah. Emotion of his kids, mm-hmm. just right. his excitement. He, that was like real. That wasn't like fake Tiger. That wasn't no. like I told everybody I can do it. That yeah. was like real. I'm letting it go. Emotion. And I think that's what made it better because yeah. after a while, Tiger won so much. It was almost robotic in his responses when he did win majors. He was excited. Yeah. But, you know, it, it wasn't this. Look, winning never it gets was, old. It, yeah. But right it, to me, it wasn't Winning wrong. never gets old. <laughs> no, not for me, because I've seen so little of it. Uh, I did want to ask, you know, Armin Katayan wrote that book last year on t- Tiger Woods, and he said that at the height of his success on the golf course was also where the man wouldn't even say thank you to someone who, I don't know, brought him a beverage mm-hmm. or, you know, uh, served him his dinner. Uh, I, I understand he's now yeah. trying to be a good dad yeah. and a good example for his kids, so maybe it's a good moral story. I agree. Well. I think it's. A, I think you've heard a lot about a lot of it that. Is. And I've seen, just look, I was at Congressional a few years ago when he couldn't hit three balls over into 10th hole uh-huh. in the water. I saw it. You know, and now and then you you know you saw him in the press conferences since then, just kind of be a more real, you know, for lack of a better way to put it, it's it was it's it humility. Was, it was it was human. He was human. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, and when you get to a certain point, I think people said the same of Barry Bonds. There was no humility there. Yeah. You know, and it takes certain things. Look at what he's got. Anything, all that he's gone through. Yes, you got you got you're going to be humbled. Mm-hmm. You are humbled. You're you're. Divorce, your your your, your misdeeds uh, were out there yeah. on full display. Uh, you were humbled personally. You were humbled professionally because your body was deteriorating. Your mm-hmm. back was not what it was. Your body was not what it was, and it showed in your play. And you were uh, for ten or plus years, 
you were a shell of who everyone thought you were, who you thought you were. Right. Because we put, this is on us, we put these people on pedestals and we blow them up to almost demigods. But when they fall, hard. we also enjoy the fall for some reason. As, as messed up as yeah, it sounds. Yeah, messed up, but you're right. messed up as it sounds, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And when someone who also has, in his mind, he was godlike. He probably, he, we well, took he was the, getting away with everything. Exactly. He was winning. He was on top of the world. He could do whatever. Yeah. Do no wrong. But, you know, there's a wake-up call for everybody. Of course. And his was it took a while. A hard, it did, but it lasted a long time too. And forget that, that, you know, that the, was the, a long free fall. Look, they, and you know the 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 whole thing with him, with the the painkillers and the the divorce that Thanksgiving night. That's all one part of it, but the yeah. fact that your back is fused, like you've had three surgeries, right. however many months, and you're able to do this. Yeah, that for me is that that for me is what. You know, forget about him as whatever he went through off the, but just being able to physically get back and do it, right? Well, I I put them both together because you're humbled in in, in both parts, but physically to come back, because he looked like a shell of whoever we thought he was for so long physically. You know, it was like he could barely put. I mean, it didn't look right. And and when you looked at him, you're like, Jesus, what happened to this dude? Just to sit at the dinner. Exactly. That same book I referenced, uh, he couldn't get out of bed some days. Right. So, you know, you you go from that to uh, winning the Masters. And I I hope, again, and I don't want to, I'm not taking anything away from this, and I want to be a devil's advocate. I just hope that it's all legit, if everyone understands what I mean by that. That he's a changed man? No, that. Physically, uh, was yeah. unenhanced, is all I'm saying. Because he's gone through a lot physically. And to come back and perform the way that he did, you just hope that this is this is legit. Because we've seen this before, Lance Armstrong and other people. I'm not trying to put this on tight. It's just a thought in the back of my mind that he's been through so much pain-wise, and now he's just, you know, I hope it was just naturally done, is all I'm saying. A tradition unlike any other is Chris Chion joining us for the last 30 <laughs> seconds of the show. Uh, last few seconds, yes. Uh, I'm sorry to be late today no, as no, we no, have some pen, but yes, uh, nice to chat with you guys. And give pretty us a, soon. Give, give us a hot take, G. What's, what's on your mind this week? Give us a hot what's take. What's on my mind this week? I don't think Davey Martinez should make it past uh, the month of May if things continue oh the goodness. way well, that they are take. for the Nats. I do yeah. not think he's a good manager, and I think that this team with their bullpen issue need to solve them or they are going to fade into irrelevancy quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, You're talking about showing up and dropping the mic. I just, no, that's strong. Well, I don't know what's wrong. I have been impressed with him since he's been here. The yeah. guy didn't get I a job under him. Joe Madden. Uh, exactly. When Madden left in Tampa, that should have been the writing on the wall. Should have never point. left Dusty go. Good yeah. point. And that's all I have to say. I agree. And the thing strong. is, I'm with, I kind of with Yeah, I mean, I agree with yeah. him 100%. Yeah. And, and I will also piggyback that by saying pay rundown. Oh, they're going to. They, no, met, they, they met again. Just, yeah, I know they, they met, they met again. again. Just get it done. You have to. Because, get it done. Because if you keep playing like this, you're going to need some sort of good news to come. Exactly. <laughs> get it done. And then why are they not reaching out to anybody 
and eat bullpen arms. What is going on? Is Kimbrell Kimbrell's Kimbrel price is still too high. He knows everybody talks about him, and the second yeah. a bullpen well, blows up, oh, go sign Kimbrell. He knows his price is too high. I, I, That's I, fine, but at some point, don't you want to eat that pitch, to, right? You're going to have to eat that money at some point yeah. because you can't sit here and continue to ride with Rosenthal and Sip and everybody else. They keep rolling out here. Barraclaw, whoever, whatever pastry he's named after. You can't keep rolling those people out and then hoping that Doolittle somehow can can pull you out the fire. It it just doesn't happen that way. The bets are not there every night. You have to rely on your bullpen. If Straws or, or Scherzer gives you a strong seven, seven and a half, eight, okay. You should be able to go to your bullpen and or Corbin. Or Annabelle Sanchez been pitching well. It's like, how? I like Hellickson. Let's let him pitch a little longer. He's been on the, like last season, he was on a very short leash. Yeah. Yes. He he couldn't, what, he, five and then he was done? And at the time, even if he's pitching well, he's pulling him in five. I think the the other other week he went maybe six, maybe seven. He went over a little bit, Mm -hmm. pitched well. So the the starters are not the issue. The offense is not the issue. I, I, I like I like the lineup. I think it'll get better. We haven't seen a whole lot of Michael A, so he'll get into the mix. Kendricks has has, has come in and done his thing. Adam steps in. They've got depth all around. I have no problem with the lineup. It's the damn bullpen. I just don't love Robles hitting ninth. Uh, that and that can kind of go one way or another. Some people argue it's that funny. it's it's there. But here's the thing with but him: you though, have a good hitter that's hitting well, the least amount in the line. That's the thing. If he keeps yeah. hitting like this, you're gonna need to get him more bats. Yeah, you have gotta to. move him up. It, 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 I thought it was interesting just because usually you see the catcher in that spot, and, and if you get there, it's, it's the battery. Once you get to that that part of the the uh, the lineup, but yeah, if he keeps hitting like this, yes, you have to bump him up. Yeah, and whoever's not. Uh, Brian Dozier, oh. <laughs> he might he might need a slot in there, but hopefully I don't know how long we have we even got a timetable on uh, Trey. Trey, it's nah. Chris Core asked me that today. It hasn't really been any sort of I announcement. No. So it's I, I would roll Kendrick and yeah. Defoe at short every day. I, I wouldn't play Dozier anymore. I mean, unless these guys need yeah. days off, De- which they do. Defoe but. has has played well. Kendrick has come in and and done what he does best, and he hits, and he's been a a, a good bat. You know, you can get more from. Well, Eaton's been okay. You know, yeah, Eaton's, Eaton's all right. Man. But then, like I said, none of that is the problem. And I think they will. That lineup will get better. It'll get tweaked depending on how people are playing. But you can't keep Robles down there. That's whatever these That's teams fine. are doing now. Their best Mike Trout hit second. Yeah. Um, second, third is where they need to be. Get it's these not, guys more at bats. It's not always your fastest guy is number one. Your best power hitter hits four. Is your cleanup yep. batter? It doesn't. It it flips around. So you can you can tweak the lineups. Only problem is, do you trust the person that's tweaking the lineups? I don't trust nothing no. that Danny does. We've established that. Does. Well, who's hitting fourth then? Is it like Matt Adams or Zimmerman? I don't remember. I just saw one note that it was. Those is one of those two. Yeah, one of those because whoever well, I guess whoever's playing first because hmm. whoever's, whoever's at first is one of those two. So and I, Adams to me is a he's, he's like a lumberjack. Yep. He is a hold of it. I wonder if he's like totally okay from that. Remember the Bryce the, Harper the, the first flip, game? Yeah. 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 I don't know that he's like been like totally there since then. Maybe he's hiding something. I mean, that's 
That, he, it was a spill. Eden, Rendon, Soto, Adams, Kendrick, uh, Suzuki, okay. Defoe, Helixson, Robles. All right. Suzuki's doing well, too. But, uh, yeah, that, the, he's definitely concussed somewhere. I don't know if he is, but he should be. Should have been in the pro. I mean, he sat out. Mm-hmm. He was out for a couple games, but yeah, it, it, it's something that might be lingering. But yeah, he that was a hell of a flip, and as a big man to be flipping like that. See you guys in a week for our uh, draft show, huh? One yes, day sir. before the uh, NFL Haskins draft. drops to the Redskins <laughs> at fifteen now because people are wor- worried about him. Sure, we'll, we'll talk about none that. of these. None of these dudes have number one draft pick status all the way across. No. No one does. But you know what? We're going to stop with George to give me that look. George has got to make a phone call. He's got to make a call. He's already out the door. Because if we keep going, me and Chi will sit here for the rest of the damn day and <laughs> right. talk about the draft. See you next I, week. I'm just seeing more <laughs> stuff about him dropping. So. The DMV Sports Roundtable is on Apple Podcasts, the Podcast One app, podcastone.com, and WTOP's mobile app. Just tap listen. For George, Chris, and Jamal, I'm Dimitri. And for Redskins fans, large and small, all around the world, God help us.